the meaning of, of Christmas. And uh, we're going to spend just a few moments together this morning um, in, in God's Word. We're going to read um, from Luke chapter, uh, chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 8 uh, down to, let's just read to verse 14 because um, time's marching on this morning. Luke 2 verse 8 to 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. I wonder what brings you joy. What brings you joy? Hopefully watching that this morning brought some joy to your heart. Um, but what brings you joy? Your family, your kids, um, sports, your football team, your, your hobbies, holidays. I wonder what brings you joy. A poll was done in 2017 by Bupa that revealed the 50 of the top things that make people happy. Here are some of the answers. I wonder how many of these you can identify with that bring you joy. Sleeping in a freshly made bed. Sun. People saying thank you. Finding money in unexpected places. I love that one. Alone time. Then at number 25, a perfectly cooked steak. Again, I can identify with that. I can identify with this as well. 26, waking up before your alarm and then realizing there's more time to sleep. That is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It really, really is. And then the last three were very strange. The last three things in this list of 50 that brought people joy were very, very strange. Hopefully, you don't identify with these. Squeezing a spot. Some strange people in this world. Cleaning wax from your ears. 49, pretty disgusting, and cleaning the bathroom. They need to get out more, I'm telling you, those last three. But they need to get out more. I don't know how many of those you identify with, but I ask you what brings you joy, not what brings you happiness. What brings you joy, not what brings you happiness. And I think we often mix happiness, happiness and joy up. We mix them up. Happiness and joy might feel similar, but actually they're I would say they're pretty different. I'd argue that happiness is an external experience that causes us to react positively, to feel good about something. But that thing is never lasting though. The things that make us happy. Gifts, they make us feel happy inside. It's an external experience that makes us feel happy. Awards, a nice meal, a good experience. That meal is forgotten. The gifts grow old, it might break. And, and don't hear me wrong, it's not bad to be happy. But actually, I'd argue that we should be concentrating more on joy than on happiness. Because happiness is external. Whereas I would say that joy is something that is achieved internally. Joy is achieved internally. And is actually a gift to us. The Bible tells us it's a fruit of the Spirit. Joy. It's not something external. It's internal. And that's what's announced in our passage this morning. He doesn't say, I'm going to bring you news that will make you happy. 
I bring you news of great joy. Great joy. Let me set the scene for you. We've just seen it, but let me recap. Mary and Joseph have gone to Bethlehem to fill in the census that Caesar Augustus has uh, called for. And while they're there, Mary gives birth and Jesus is born. And then we read that in the same region, there were shepherds who were watching their flocks by night. And now if you've been around church for a long time, you'll have heard this said probably every Christmas, that that it's actually amazing that the shepherds were the first to hear about the birth of Jesus. Now, why is it amazing? Well, shepherds weren't really thought that high highly off in their days. They were actually outcasts and on the margins of society. They, and then being visited, it, you know, we shouldn't romanticize it and, and actually we shouldn't undervalue the significance and the importance that to the shepherds, the angels first go. That they are the first to hear that this baby is born and this news is good news and it's going to bring great joy for all people. The shepherds were known for being dirty, unclean, dishonest, and actually they couldn't even give testimony in a court because they were deemed so untrustworthy. They were disliked by religious leaders because they were seen by the law standards as being unclean because of the nature of their work. So why shepherds? Why did God first go to the shepherds with his good news of great joy? Why did God choose to reveal it to them? Well, because isn't that who Christ came for those on the outskirts those in the margins of society and actually friends i think the shepherds are a beautiful illustration of you and i we're unclean actually we don't deserve to hear this good news but yet by the gospel the lord comes and he says i've got good news for you this morning and it's going to bring great joy so do not fear but it also fulfills Part of Mary's song earlier in Luke chapter 1 where it says he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and he has exalted those of humble estate. So it's not a coincidence that God first goes to these dirty, unclean, untrustworthy shepherds with this good news of great joy. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, friends, you and I. So you might sit here this morning and be like, you don't know what I've done. Actually, I'm surprised. Do you know how, how many people say to me when they come to church for the first time in a long time, I'm surprised that the walls are still standing, that they've not caved in. Honestly, that is so many people's experience and, and, and thought when they come to church. That actually, for you, Jesus came. You're exactly the type of person that he wants to speak to this morning. And here's the beauty of the real meaning of Christmas and the good news of God's kingdom. It's found in the angel's message, these messengers of God that the shepherds first hear. And rightly and understandably, the shepherds are petrified. The glory of God is shining all around them. They're just going about their normal day, their normal job, doing their normal thing, tending to what they normally tend to. And then all of a sudden, in the sky, angel appears, do not fear, the glory of God shines around them and then multitudes or that kind of word multitudes is like hosts of angel armies appear. No wonder they were afraid. Fear not, the angel says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. It's as the angel says, friends, it's for all people. Not just the boys and girls, not just for the Sunday club teachers, not just for the sound desk, but for all people. And what is it that these shepherds said to these people on the outskirts of society. Well, friends, these last few weeks have been really challenging. 
And I don't need to go into why. Many of you know how they've been challenging and some of the stuff we've had to go through. It's been a really challenging season for us as a church. It's been really difficult. And I said to someone last week, you know, I just want to hear some good news. And as I was preparing this message this morning, it was like I ran into a brick wall. How dare I say I just want to hear some good news when the greatest news this world has ever needed and does need is found in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. News that I should know. News that I should know. And what I was doing there, I was basing my happiness and, and how I wanted to feel on the external circumstances that were around me rather than focusing on the joy that the Lord has given to his people. This good news of great joy. And what is this good news that is great joy that causes us not to fear? That unto you, the shepherd says, not just the shepherds, but unto you this day is born Christ the Savior. Christ the Lord. So then joy, <clears throat> joy then friends, this joy that's come to the world, joy is then intrinsically linked to the coming of Jesus. Without Jesus, there's no joy. Without Jesus, there's no joy. Joy is inseparable from salvation. We can know joy, friends, because we can know Jesus. Jesus has come to reveal himself to us. And because he has made himself known, he's loved us so that we can love him. We can know the joy that he alone brings. And the great joy is this. This is the joy that you need to know. That the great God of heaven who once seemed far away because of our uncleanliness and our sin and the wrong things that we'd done. He seemed so far away and actually we could never get to him that actually he's brought hope to the world. And he's spoken this gospel to us and Jesus has come. The second person of the Trinity as we thought last week, the word made flesh was made flesh and he dwelt among us and the purpose of his coming is friends and this is where the joy is found is to save you from your sins and to give you life in all of its fullness doesn't that sound good this morning life in all of its fullness no no lacking we don't need anything all that we need is found in him and nothing can take that away. Bad things might happen externally. You know, we go through circumstances and situations. And yes, we do. We know that. We know that just because we're people of faith doesn't mean that we're safe from hardship and, and tears and pain and weeping in this world. We go through all those things. But as we thought about in First Peter, you know, Peter says in his epistle that even though you go through sufferings, you can still rejoice. So how is that possible? Because the joy... True joy, real joy, is found in Jesus and the hope that he gives. And nothing can separate us from him, not even death. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, so it's an internal attribute. It's a posture of the believer's heart. It's not a secret that I'm a Rangers fan. And I was pretty happy last season when Rangers got to the Europa League final. And then this season, well, the European form and all the other form has brought me, not joy, it's brought me nightmares actually. It's been very, very hard. And if I was to build my life on external things like sport or material things, my job, I'd be up and down more than a yo-yo. 
Because actually, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But friends, we already know who's in tomorrow and who holds our tomorrow, and his name is Jesus. So place your joy and your hope. Find it in him. Friends, joy is different. Joy comes from Jesus. And he says in John 15, I've told you this so that you, that my joy, this is, this is what Jesus says in John, I've told you this so that my joy, the joy of Jesus, may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. Doesn't that sound good this morning? A complete joy. Who wouldn't want that? Who doesn't want complete joy? Lasting joy. If you could bottle this and sell it, you would make millions. But instead, friends, this is the thing that blows my mind. Is that this is a free gift that's come to earth in the form of a baby. And all you have to do is ask him for it and he gives it to you. Friends, I will always know joy. I might not always be happy, but I will always know joy and I can always rejoice. Because ultimately, no matter what happens to me in this life, I can still say that Jesus loves me. Jesus died for me. Jesus was born for me. Jesus rose again for me. Jesus went to heaven for me. And friends, the hope of the gospel is this, that Jesus is coming back for me. Can you say that this morning? If you can, you can rejoice no matter what you go through. So maybe rather than chasing happiness, friends, which is external. And again, it's nothing wrong with being happy. But rather than pursuing happiness, we should pursue Jesus. Because in him, there is lasting and everlasting joy. And as the children's chorus says that many of us sang before, I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. And why? Because the king is in residence there. See, when the king is in residence in your heart, you can always rejoice. You might not always feel happy. You might cry. You might feel bitter. But you can always rejoice. Why? Because nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Friends, we finish with this. The world is longing for good news, isn't it? This world needs good. The world seems so dark right now. So sad. So many people are struggling. And we have the greatest news. We have the joy of Jesus. That joy that is, in, that is complete. Let's tell the world about him. Let's tell the world of this joy. Rejoice. And this joy, this good news is that Jesus has come. And why has he come? To save us, friends. Born this day is a savior. We've thought about Jesus being peace to the world. We've thought about Jesus being hope to the world. And friends, this morning, he is joy to the world. For the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And I end with a question. You heard the boys and girls speak about this baby who was placed in a manger. But do you know this baby that we celebrate? Do you know him? Or do you just know about him? There's a huge difference. Do you know him? Or do you just know about him? For to know him is to have joy complete. Is to have the joy of Jesus in our heart. 
That means no matter what we go through in this life, external circumstances we go through, the mountaintops and valley lows, that we as God's people, we can always rejoice. Why? For joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Have you received your king this morning in your heart? Do you know him or do you just know about him? For to know him and have joy, you have to know him, believe in him, love him, and live for him. Let's pray. Father God, we, we thank you for joy. We thank you that we can, we can rejoice. Because Jesus, you came to earth. For Jesus, without you, there is no joy. And Lord, many of us, maybe we... We go after the things that make us happy, those external things. We try and find our happiness in, in jobs and in, in holidays and in gifts and material things, maybe new cars and new houses. But Lord, we know that those things don't bring any lasting meaning. But Lord, rather than helping us to pursue happiness, help us to pursue Jesus. Help us as your people to be about the pursuit of Jesus in this place. For Jesus in you is joy. You have come to give us life and life in all of its fullness. And Lord, as we look to end our Sunday nativity this morning, before we go down to the hall and have lunch together as a church family, Lord, help us to rejoice. Would you bubble up in our hearts this morning? Bring that childlike faith in us, Lord. And Father, we've sang this hymn many, many times. And Lord, the words might even be really familiar and really known to us. But Lord, as we sing praise to you this morning, as we look to end with the hymn, the carol, Joy to the World, Lord, help us to proclaim it and exclaim it and shout it as loud as we can so that earth would receive her King. For Jesus, you have come. And we pray that every heart would make room for you in this place. For you are joy to the world. And we ask these things in your precious name. Amen.